all you cool cats and kittens. My name is Caleb Confusione, and with me today, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Caleb Prosy and Mr. Naaman Smith, and welcome to episode 18 of The House. Today we have a lot going on in sports. We've got the NFL playoff picture starting to take form, college football wrapping up with Georgia, an absolute smackdown of the Horned Frogs in the national championship game. We've got a little bit of college basketball ramping up as well. I'm going to kick it over to Mr. Prosy to give you a more in-depth rundown of today's episode. All right. Well, before we start to give a rundown of episode 18, we're going to talk a little briefly about what's happening with DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety who collapsed on the field in Monday Night Football, went into cardiac arrest and was in the hospital in Cincinnati. He was discharged from the Cincinnati hospital after nine days. And he is now recovering at home, and he will be rehabbing not only at home, but with the Bills organization, which is a good sign and very much a large positive reaction when that breaking news hit the social media platforms. Also, not to to piggyback on what Caleb was saying, uh, it was a disappointing college football championship, unless you are a Georgia fan. Um, there was the highest scoring offensive in bowl, like in national championship history, and that's the most points ever scored in a national championship. Mm-hmm. And the NFL playoff picture is set. The wild card rounds were all clinched, and we start this weekend with a lot of great football matchups. Also, there's some NCAA basketball starting to heat up here as we get closer and closer to March Madness. Before we start the episode with the what's happening, I want to kick it over to Naaman to give you guys the question of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So the theme of this episode is ring season because one of our fellow podcasters, Caleb Confusione, just got engaged this past week. Very hyped about that. She said yes. She said yes. She did. So uh, very hyped about that. Um, So the title is ring season, but the question today is what is the most dominant championship winning like college team or pro team or individual uh just championship of all time in your opinion so like what was the best ring winning team of all time in your opinions confusioni do you have an answer you want me to go first uh i did a little bit of research uh i think i'm gonna have to go with the 1927 new york yankees yes an absolute star-studded roster you had lou gehrig and babe ruth on the team those are obviously your top two guys but the rest of the roster was to be feared as well nobody in the mlb wanted to play them that year uh this is kind of when they were in like the peak of their championship series they're getting lots of lots of rings back to back to back um i know prosy's a big fan of the team so he likes this answer but um yeah, they were an outstanding squad. Uh, a lot of like the the old like black and white photos you see of the Yankees teams who were always like real good. That's most of the time from that 1927 squad. So uh, I'll go next. I'm going to say the UCLA basketball squad that won seven titles in a row, and they have 12 titles overall. Mm-hmm. They have the most titles in NCAA basketball history, mm-hmm. and the John Wooden Award who was the coach of the UCLA basketball team, is one of the highest honors in the NCAA for men's basketball. Mm. Huh? Yeah, fair. Uh, so those are both great answers. I'm going to go with the team that's true to my heart, the Auburn Football Tigers. Uh, there in 1957, they played 10 games and they shut out six of their opponents. They outscored their opponents 207-28. to 28. They beat Alabama, who was ranked number four when they versed them at the end of the season. They beat them 40-0. to zero. That's just a complete dominant performance by the team. The most points they allowed in one game was seven points. 
And um, so I pick the 1957 Auburn Tigers football team. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. There's a lot of dominant just franchises or organizations. Currently, one of note that I just want to point out is like the University of Oklahoma softball team. Yeah. They're just on a tear right now. That's true. And, and, and UNC women's soccer as well. Yeah, they're doing good. Mm-hmm. FSU won it last year, though. But yeah. Yeah. And then what's another one, too? Georgia football, up and coming. Yep. Yeah. Some could say that they replaced Alabama football as the current dynasty. I would so, say they have. Yeah. yeah. After after a couple nights ago, I would say they have. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah. So that's well, we can move into our breaking news section. Yeah. So what's happening in sports? I kind of covered it in the rundown, but yes, Demar Hamlin is home. He is rehabbing. Mm, he yes. is. It is like night and day. His from his incident, how he has recovered. Also, yeah, the final score of that national championship game was sixty-five to seven. As I mentioned, it was Jeez. the highest scoring yeah. of one team. In the national championship recorded in history, the previous was 55, and I believe that was – was that Joe Burrow's year? No. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. It was further back. Way case. further back. Okay, yeah. I didn't know when it was, but I knew that it was 55. Um, if you're a TCU fan, you should be <laughs> yeah. disappointed. I mean, I'm disappointed, <laughs> and like I, I just was watching it, and I just wanted to go home. I was mm-hmm. like, this is not what it was even last year when it was Georgia-Alabama. Like, that was yeah. – a absolute shootout. Like, that was the best on best in the nation. This was not. And the fact that TCU even made it past Michigan baffles me still. Yeah. yeah. I, so the other big blowout was in 1995. It was 38 points. Number one, Nebraska beat the garbage team down south, number two, Florida, 62 to 24. Yeah. So that was the next biggest blowout, which was 20 points less than what happened on Monday. So, just shows you the dominance by Georgia in that game. I just, I, I'm a fan. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Stetson Bennett. I think he's a good guy. I'm proud that that team won. I mean, I like to see a new dynasty over Alabama, yeah. but I just wish that Michigan had made it. And especially yeah. after that close win against Ohio State for Georgia, you expected them to not be so dominant in the national championship. Yeah, yeah I think that was, I mean, that was like their worst. Perform one of their worst performances of the year against Ohio State, and they rallied in you know the second half to come back and win it. Mm. But you know, I think that and Kirby Smart's motivation, Kirby Smart feeding them the lie basically that yeah. everyone thinks they're the worst, <laughs> Which and is so he stupid. got them to yeah. believe it. And every, mm. I mean, everyone thinks Georgia's going to win this game, but they're going in thinking they're disrespected with a fire lit under their rear ends, and it just, mm. I mean, it showed. They went out there and. Prove the naysayers wrong, quote unquote. Even though they really didn't have any, like, like I said, most people thought they were going to win that game. So yeah, I just want to point one thing out. So like, before the game, the betting line was thirteen and a half. Which, if you're not a gambler, that's a lot of points. It's a huge spread. That's a two touchdown spread. Usually, a spread of a close like a game like that is like three, four points. So a lot of people are betting the TCU side, which is like TCU plus thirteen points. Makes sense. And like it, it was to the point where the the line got to like right before game time, like around eleven. So a lot of people were betting it. By the second quarter, those people were feeling so bad, like yeah. no shot of even hitting their line at all. A lot of money was lost betting TCU this weekend. I mean, that's why I don't I don't do sport betting. That's something I've never gotten into. I mean, when Naaman and I, when we went to the Final Four in New Orleans, we did a little measly $20 parlay on the Final Four games, and I was still went one and one. Like, (laughs) I still didn't win, and it was just like, 
just doesn't feel good. Like, I guess it felt it would feel good to win, but like, I don't know. I just feel like I I feel like I'd always just be so stressed watching sports, even if it's not a team I care about at that point. So okay. yeah, if you're a sports better, good on you. But I don't know, it's just not for you me. Live that life. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're realizing now, just one more thing about Georgia is like these big dynasty school, like Georgia's. Georgia's got it made, first of all, because high school football recruiting in Georgia is outstanding. Oh, yeah. And right? who is their number two in the state? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just Georgia yeah. in the state right. of Georgia. Georgia's Georgia, so – everyone, all these players want to go to Georgia because they see Georgia's pumping these dudes straight into the league every year. I mean, they had like 15 guys go to the league last year. They're going to have a ton go this year. It's no longer like rebuilding when they lose guys. It's just reloading for them. Like, they're just yeah. going to continue to just – have all of this talent coming in and now with NIL especially like dudes are going like everyone's going to want to go to Georgia I mean even at the end of the national championship game like they were putting their third strings fourth strings in and they were still stopping TCU consistently like yeah TCU had put in their seconds after a little bit but come on Max Duggan who was the runner up for the Heisman race couldn't score more than one touchdown Sabian Williams who's a first round projected wide receiver could not get past that DB on Georgia. Like, I, I mean, I said this too. I'd honestly, if I was an NFL player or if I was a football player, I would rather face an NFL D line than Georgia's. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Georgia so, may have been able to win the NFC South this year. Yeah. Shifting to, I'll quickly talk about the college football offseason real quick. And this just more has to do with UF. Some big news happened. So Miami. Didn't sign. They, they have this five-star cornerback committed, number two in the class. His name's Cormani McLean. Mm-hmm. Georgia really wanted him, and he did not sign on National Signing Day and made, like, headlines by, like, literally having the, like, the table set up at his high school. And he literally just went up to the table and said, you know what? I'm not going to sign today. My recruitment's open. So, like, a lot of people think he's going to go to Georgia. And then also in big news – uh, UF had a five-star QB commit, and he signed, and he was supposed to enroll in classes on Monday and be in classes. He's not anywhere near Gainesville right now. Dang. So a lot of people are thinking that he's about to drop and uh, go to another school. So big news at UF, their QB commit's not there, and the coaches at UF, don't they, they're not hearing any communication from him. So... That's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's interesting for sure. A lot of drama circling the college football world. But moving into NFL, we have the playoff picture on lock, and I just want to discuss that last, the first ever week eighteen. Right? Is it the first ever? Is yeah. it second? First ever? No, they did it last year. They did do it last year. Mm-hmm. Seventeen games last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. But it was a very exciting week eighteen where I'm going to kick it off. With the madness that was TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. Over 70,000 fans there. And that stadium only seats 66,000. Yeah, wow. So there was a lot of standing room tickets being sold. There's going to be even more standing room tickets being sold for this week because the Jaguars were able to edge out the Titans 20-16 to in Jacksonville to clinch the AFC title. AFC South title and get a home football game against the Chargers next Saturday night at 8.15. So very great in the culture of Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson did the unthinkable. They went from being a 3-7 and seven team to a 9-8 and eight squad. Mm. So from going from bottom of the barrel to top 10 team, mm-hmm. it's, 
it's just a wonderful culture change in Jacksonville. And I think Doug Peterson is way ahead of his own plan. Because as I've mentioned time and time again here on this podcast, it was a two-year plan. Yeah, yeah. So to be hosting a playoff game in your first year as a head coach with a second-year quarterback who, let's be honest, was poisoned by Urban Meyer in his rookie season, yes. to get that kind of success, he's throwing way better, more accurate, less interceptions. Christian Kirk, our signee, has over a 1,000 yards receiving. Travis Etienne from Clemson as well with Trevor Lawrence, over a 1,000 yards rushing. And Trevor has over 4,000 yards passing this season. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not what Jacksonville is. I mean, this isn't Jacksonville's brand to be this good. <laughs> to be good at football. So it's just like a shock. <laughs> and Jacksonville's like, brand is to be bad at football. <laughs> yeah. And everybody I know, like I, I'm from Jacksonville, so everybody's posting like, oh yeah, it was always the Jags. It was always the Jags. I actually thought it was always the Jags. So <laughs> I feel Deal pretty good. It. Deal with it, bro. It was always the Jags. And so it's exciting, but uh, I'm pretty nervous about this upcoming week because... The the listeners want to know, are you going to the game? I am not. What? I have a buddy who I... He's coming in from the United States Navy, um, and he's flying in from San Diego here in Tallahassee because both his parents live here. Mm. And I'm actually going to watch the game with him because it has been probably two years since I've watched a Jags game with him. Wow. And he's fair. he and I grew up together in Jacksonville, so Maybe, hopefully it'll be good luck. Hopefully, if yeah, if not, but yeah. moving forward, Tom Brady has a losing season, his first losing season with the Bucks, but yet he still makes the playoffs. <laughs> Confusione, you're an NFC South guy. What do you think? So they play the Cowboys. This is going to, in my opinion, this will be the best game because both teams are bad. Like, they're both bad, so it's going to be evenly matched. The rest of the games, it's like, there's a pretty clear-cut favorite, in my except for maybe Jack's Chargers. I think that one's going to be a good matchup. But in most of these other games, for me, there's a pretty clear favorite. But this game, it's like, (laughs) everyone's talking about how bad Dak has been lately. Everyone's talking about how, obviously, the Bucks. like, how did they even get in? Like, they have a losing record. Um, and you know, anytime Brady's in the playoffs, you have to take that into consideration because yeah. he's a, playoff. You know, Brady is a different beast. Playoff Brady's a different yeah. Brady, and it really, you know, once you're in the tournament, it really doesn't matter what happened beforehand, right? Like you kind of start fresh, and you can and just, just get like just get going. This, I mean, this team has the talent to make a run if they can turn it on. Do I think they will? No, I think the Cowboys are going to end up coming out on top, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to make... I don't think either... either whoever wins is going to lose the next game. That's true. So, it's it's really just... It's going to be a great game to watch because both teams are going to be evenly matched, but neither of them are going to make a real run, I think. I think... So, the scary thing about the Bucks is they still have the skeleton of a team that made a deep run last right. year. Right. They right. lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams. Yeah. And I believe the championship, like the NFC championship game, is that correct? Last season? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think it was the NFC. Yeah, NFC Championship game. So they still have all those players. They just got one right. year older. Uh, and they lost, like, one or two guys on the O-line. But they had everyone back from last year. Um, a few other things. So I was doing an interview yesterday, and the guy was telling me a few hot takes. Listen to this one. He said, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Dude. I've what? That, yeah. Because, like, hey, Drew Cornelius... If you're listening this week, I would like for you to DM the to, the to the house Instagram and let us know what you think about that. Yeah, because I personally don't like it. Well, I'm not a fan. So like, I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. His and reason, I want the best for the Jets. Me too. Yeah, 
His reasoning is so when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady both left and went to other teams, they, won they Super went Bowl. to teams. Well, yeah, they won Super Bowl. But how did they do it? They went to teams that had really good defenses that people didn't know were good yet. Mm. The Jets is that team. That is true, according to him. Yeah, the Broncos are known to be good, but they, they, they have know, Russell, they spent too yeah, much money not, on Russell Wilson. Yeah, so. Russell Wilson's their guy. Aaron Rodgers would love to go to Denver right now, but Russell Wilson's there. He's like an angry. I mean, right yeah, now. the Jets have a solid D line. I mean, they're yeah. very good. And Sauce Gardner is a wonderful DB. I mean, they have the talent to yeah. put up against some pretty good offenses. Yeah, yeah. And then his other hot take, Caleb. I'm not, I'd love to get your opinion on this. All right, Sean Payton to the Cowboys. Ew. No, I think because I, I told you that a year ago. I'm not sure if you remember. No, but. I, I love Sean Payton, and I do not want him to be in an organization where he's going to be dictated by Jerry Jones. <laughs> because Sean, Bain, Sean Payton works best when he's allowed to be creative and do what he wants to do. And, and the Saints there, let him do that. Yeah. The Saints let him do that he because they knew he's a genius when it comes to football, right? And he, yeah. I think Sean Payton needs to go to Denver. <laughs> Russell Wilson's a very similar style quarterback to Drew Brees. He needs help, he's, too. He needs help. He just came off a career bad year. Like, it was probably the, definitely the worst career – worst year of his career um, going to Denver bringing Vic Fangio along with him to run the defense I think Denver could wreak havoc in that division and potentially make a playoff run Russell Wilson saw his talent left in him I think he just need, need Sean Payton to bring it out but no I, I would I would hate seeing him go to Dallas I would feel so bad for him yeah. and I don't think they're going to get rid of Mike McCarthy just yet fair mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening if they get beat by the box Stranger things have happened. Like uh, yeah, actually, they said that the Chargers' head coach is on the hot seat. If he they is, lose, if he they lose to, to the Jags, fired. I mean, if they lose to the Jags, then yeah, he's he going to probably get fired. fired. Justin Herbert, yeah, yeah, because like Justin Herbert in three years. So Justin Herbert's been playing for three years. I, there's a stat: he has more passing yards in his first three years than anyone all time. It's yeah. the stat I heard. I can't. I've he's never like a Philip Rivers esque guy because Philip Rivers had. So many passing yards, but just awful yeah. coach. Yeah, just awful. I, I and special it is. And it just so happens they're both on the Chargers. On the Sorry, Siri. <laughs> Don't you, talk. You look at the Chargers on paper, and it's like, why aren't they? Why aren't they a twelve-win team? Yeah, they have yeah. so much injuries. They have so I mean, much it, talent, and they did get an injury bug a little bit yeah. ways through the season, and they've kind of started to pick it back up. And since they didn't have a kicker back, for a really long time. They did well, not. Dicker the kicker filled in and did a great job. He has <laughs> done very, very good. Yes, I mean. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Justin yeah. Herbert. Like, just those four guys right there. It's like, how... What about then, Sean Payton to the Chargers? That'd be sick. That, that'd be I, cool. He I, would I, develop Justin Herbert pretty well. That'd be sick. I mean, I'd Justin Herbert is developing well as we speak, but I think it, having Sean Payton as a coach would never hurt a quarterback. Yeah. But to be fair, Sean Payton is killing it in the broadcasting room right now. He is very He young. seems like yeah. a, a veteran professional that went to, like, journalism school. Like, just He'll, very smart, genuinely yeah. knowledgeable guy when it comes to football. Two more. He'll kill it wherever Yeah, two more, two, two more games of note for sure on this NFL Week 18 is the Dolphins actually. Yeah. I mean, they, it, they got lucky that they played the Jets because if they played an uh, actual good team, they would have uh, lost and not made the playoffs. Fair. But yes. that's because Skylar Thompson is Nine combined, snaps. like what? Nine or 11 combined points? Well, there it was, was 11, it was 11 to 6. Was the final okay, score? Seventeen combined. So, but yeah, garbage time safety. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for the Jets, but like, if if this, I mean, if this season has proved anything, is that the Jets are on the rise. They just need a guy to lead them. So, and then the Dolphins also going into the wild card round will face the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah, I think it's about to be a bye week for the Bills, just because the Dolphins don't have a QB currently. Is two enough? 
scheduled to play. He's he's a, he's a basket case in the head right now. No offense to the guy. He needs time to rest. Yeah. He needs two months off without getting hit. He needs to just like shut um, down his brain for like a couple Like, weeks. could he play football? Yes. But could he throw an interception because he's like, he's seeing three defenders and it's just one? Yes. Like right now he's yeah. seeing three guys at once. He did not pass concussion protocol, oh, as our sources week. have said, so he probably will not be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, but, he's still throwing, like seeing multiple guys. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not safe. And, I mean, no. protect your players more yeah. than win a championship. Like, yeah, winning a championship is cool and all, but like CTE is a real thing. Yeah. And so yeah, one more game nice. to note. Actually, two kind of games, not really, but the Lions ruined the, pla- the Packers' playoff hopes. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. Cool. And that, that means sick. that Geno Smith and the Seahawks – clinch the wild card. Yes. Which is amazing because the Broncos are not going to the playoffs. So did the Seahawks win the trade? As of right now, I would say yes. Oh, by far. Like yeah. <laughs> Unless Russell Wilson wins a Super Bowl later on, they yeah, won the trade. Then they won the trade. And they mean I mean they traded him for Drew Locke and some picks. Can I say one thing? So my roommate's a Seahawks fan and Denver did win their last game of the year. Yeah. Which so the Seahawks have Denver's first round pick. Which before the last week, it was a number three overall in the draft order, mm-hmm. which was an amazing pick because Seahawks fans were either going to get C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. It was pretty much guaranteed. Uh, right out with Geno, bro. I mean, get a get a receiver, get some weapons for Geno. All right. Well, most Seahawks fans want a quarterback in this draft, I guess. especially with the top five pick. But then the Denver Broncos got a win and yeah. sent the Seahawks pick back to five. Mm. And talking about another team that lost. Do you want to talk about the Texans and how they fumbled the bag? They they pulled a New York Jets. (laughs) So two years ago, before Trevor was even on the Jaguars, I can't imagine a time, but uh, the Jags and the Jets were in the race for the number one pick. Now, all the Jets had to do was lose. All they had to do was lose in the final week of the year, and they would have had Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback, and we would have had Zach Wilson. But they fumbled the bag and won it on a last-second touchdown to get the second pick in the draft. I remember sitting in Miller's Alehouse being the biggest Jets fan. That like I was so hyped. Oh, Trevor coming to Jacksonville, people were already making jerseys and now the Tets- the Texans have done the same thing. They won by 1 point to edge out the Indianapolis Colts. So, so Jeff Saturday's season as a coach is over. Yeah. Yeah, poor Jeff Saturday. I was really rooting for him and he won he won his first game, <laughs> and then he lost every single other one. So, um, yeah, I, yeah that, that's an, organiz- an organization I'm curious to see what happens to. But, yeah, now the Bears have the first overall pick in the draft. That's good for um, the Bears, which they which can trade that away. Trade so, it, yeah. so some people are saying that they should take a quarterback. I don't agree with I don't this. agree with I've that. heard they should take so – people are saying they should take C.J. Stroud because they think he might be better than Fields. Trade away Fields and then bring in some guys – the, trade, trade fields for some more picks yeah. and bring in some guys to build around Stroud. That could work. The main thing is do not take a position player That's with true. the first overall yeah, pick. No, don't. You either well, have no, to take no. a QB or trade down. So, right. And what, what I think is, look, why why would you draft C.J. Stroud when Justin Fields is already – like, C.J. Stroud, yes, obviously He's putting up record great, numbers. Looks great, but Justin Fields, you've seen this year. You know he has potential. You know if you can build a team around him – then he'll be great. Oh, yeah. That team, that offense has potential to succeed. So. Now, the rumors of Justin Fields getting traded 
are kind of fabricated, I would say, because our our Bears expert, John Sawyer, informed me today that the owner of the Bears kind of spoke out about the issue and is like... Yeah, he said it would be a shock. I would need a lot. Like, it would would be... I would need, like, a few first-round, future first-round picks, and then maybe somebody. Like, it's going to have to be a hefty trade to get rid of somebody like Justin Fields because he has had a career year. Yeah. And also seeing the success of the Eagles recently, Josh Allen, seeing that success of a running quarterback that can throw, you're not asking him to be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, Mm -mm. but the ability for him to run, it's just literally now a defense has to add an extra man and QB spy just to account for that quarterback. Are you saying the Seahawks shouldn't ride with Geno another year then? I don't think they should. Personally. I I personally think because that it, it would be a top. Give him another year, you're not and then if have not, another top five pick for a while. You might if Geno's not the answer. Like you might as as the team get a top five pick. Yes. I don't know. Geno's only thirty two. I think he's got some life left. They, in the Seahawks have a really right. good young cast. They have DK Metcalf. They have a cornerback that just made the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think he was either first and star. second in interceptions in the NFL as a rookie. His name's Wooden. And then at running back, they have a rookie in Kenneth Walker who is legit. He's good. He's, real, He's good. real good. Yeah. You know, they they nailed this most recent draft. But uh, we have a few Panthers fans in the room. And uh, the Panthers have one Panthers fan. But uh, the Panthers have the ninth overall pick. Matt, how would you feel if the Panthers traded away that ninth overall pick and next year's first round pick to trade up to like a top three pick and take a quarterback? Um, I personally would not like that. I think that we as an organization have spent a lot of resources and failed at trying to bring in a franchise quarterback ever since our appearance in the 2015 Super Bowl. And I personally think that what we have is good enough to do the rebuilding that we are looking for. I think that we need to place more emphasis on building around that quarterback and coaching up our defense. I personally would not like to bring in a new quarterback. Uh, personally, I think if you bring in the right coach, I think you can develop Sam Darnold into a decent quarterback and then start getting those utility players to give him weapons. I agree. I think that yeah. I think that Sam Darnold currently is a decent quarterback. I think that he is a decent quarterback who is a product of a really bad supporting cast right now. Yep. Yeah, Darnold's solid. And, and I didn't realize I was watching him a little bit towards the end of the year. He can make plays with his legs, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's a young dude. He's pretty athletic. He's got a little bit of quickness to him, which is, I mean, you kind of have to have in the league to an extent. So yeah. if you're not like a Brady or a Breeze or someone like that. But, um, yeah, he looks good. I think if y'all can, like you said, get a good surrounding cast around him, then that would be something to uh, build around and hopefully succeed. Uh, one one quick question for the crew. I mean, uh, what is Baker's future? I know he's not with the Panthers organization anymore, but like, what's his future? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so I think personally that he should go to like the CFL or the XFL <laughs> or like the Arena Football League and do commercials. Yeah. Man, I love Baker, dude. I think he is such a good energy to have on a team. He's vulgar, but he's he's very good. Like. He's just a crazy dude. He brings in a lot of attention, and I think sometimes that is good. Sometimes it is bad, but as far as hyping up a culture and being a leader, I think he's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah but I don't think that energy like is big enough. I don't think that it plays a big enough part in winning championships to keep him on any or invest in him in any organization. I mean, I mean energy. if energy was enough, I think every organization would partner up with Red Bull and win the Super Bowl every year. Johnny Manziel would still be in the league. I'm saying, I'm saying though, what, what's wrong with him playing two to Matthew Stafford next year? 
Like, do you think they're going to invest in him to keep him on the Rams? That's actually fair because the Rams, too, is like somebody I've never heard yeah, of before. Yeah, I, I mean, so. he played when we were in New Orleans. When we were watching the Saints play the Rams, we had this guy he, who we had never heard of play. He didn't even look like a quarterback. Yeah. He, he, he did hold his own in his first game against the Rams. I didn't watch a ton of him after that. But in his first game against the Rams, he held his own. He did a decent job. I will say that. Um, I mean, it's the Rams, and they kind of sunk this year. But yeah. I don't know. He, he's he's at best a two somewhere. I have two more breaking NFL things, mm-hmm. and then we can – I would like to talk transfer portal for a minute. Yeah, we can. But uh, something that's interesting is Jim Harbaugh, the Mich- current Michigan head coach, interviewed with the Broncos and Carolina. Yeah. So that's intriguing because, again, Michigan just made the championship – like the national football semifinals. Yeah. So like college football playoff semifinals. And he's already interviewing for NFL jobs because he th- Michigan actually gave him a pay cut two years mm. ago because he got beat by Ohio State for I think it was like the third year in a row, yeah, but maybe he's... second year, and it it was a huge disrespect to him. He yeah. felt he felt not trusted. I mean, he's and, put his all into this organization, yeah. so I mean, so and then now I've heard crazy numbers. Denver, the report is twenty million. Because as of right now, they're paying Russ. It's a $250 million contract. So they're going to try to bring in a coach, either Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, and they're going to offer him $20 million a year, which seems like a lot. But to fix their $250 million problem, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. That is true. So I'm, I'm that's just, what the report is. I'm just not a fan of Harbaugh in the NFL, personally. I mean, his, I mean he's great at Michigan. He's he's a great yeah. college foot. There's a big difference between college football coaches and NFL football coaches. You think about, like, oh, yeah. Sabins, Dabos, Harbaugh, like those bit. They are like the face of that college town. They're the face of that school, that yeah. team. Like they are the man. And then you get to the league, it's not all about you anymore. It's a much more like secondary type role. Like it's more of a manager type role. You have to just know your players and know how to manage the game and use the talent that you have. Correctly. I mean, you follow what the owner says too. You fought, yeah, exactly. You're you're not you're not in as much of a power position. I think Harbaugh is one of those guys who needs to be top dog to succeed. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, he's he's still obviously a very talented I mean, coach. We've seen great coaches in college football, like Nick Saban, even Steve Spurrier, yeah. go to yeah. the NFL and absolutely fail. Exactly. And so, what makes Jim Harbaugh so different to the point where he could leave Michigan? So I don't know. I mean, I I would love to see how this turns out, um, but that's that's a lot for me. So the other breaking news that I have is just honestly, it's all the either head coaches getting fired and all the players that retired. I'd like to just mention them. J.J. Watt is probably the biggest player that mm-hmm. retired. Hall of Famer, Hall future of Hall of Famer. Very good player. His 2000, I think it was 14 season, yeah. was just insane. Just yeah. all around, just one of the best seasons of all time by a defensive player. And then the coaches that got fired, Arizona doesn't have a coach currently, Denver, Carolina, Indianapolis, uh, Houston. Am I missing any? The Rams, potentially. That was another breaking news. I would say they keep Sean, Sean McVay. No, it's not that. It's Sean McVay yeah. is intrigued in broadcast. People are talking about McVay going to the booth for yeah. a year. Sean McVay is going to take, then, after the season yeah. ended, he says he's going to take three weeks off. 
and then when he comes back, he'll figure out what he wants to do. The thing is, the so, dude's like, we'll I think he's 36. He's 36. won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. he could do whatever he wants. and He, he has enough money to retire for the rest of his life if he yeah. chooses to do that. Too. He could do broadcasting, and he could come back. I mean, he could get hired kind of like Sean Payton did. He could do broadcasting for a year, come back to a team with a ton of talent, and go win another Super Bowl if he wanted yeah. to. Like, yeah. he could... He's young. He's like, very he's young. He's so he's, young, and he's, he's already great mind, accomplished a lot. So. Very smart guy. You know, uh, yeah. I think he was the youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl at, what, 35? Yeah, yeah. He did he was. It, 36. I mean, you have to be 35 to run for president. And this guy <laughs> won a Super Bowl at 35. Like, Which is even better. He's the leader of men. Like, these guys that, that some of them are, like, two, three years younger than him. Yeah. And he's, like, leading them as a head coach. Which is, like, crazy to think about. He's, yeah, he just had an off year. Like, I think if he decides to stay, I don't think the Rams organization and fans would be upset. Oh, no. no I think they love, they love him. They love him. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that the reason you see the Rams decline this year, this, this is what I think. I think they went I – mean, I'm not going to say they bought a ring, but they went out and signed a bunch of pro vets – who are very, very good at their positions and put them all on a team, almost kind of like Tampa did year year before, and went out and won a ring, right? Mm-hmm. Now all those guys get injured. All, like a lot of those dudes are hurt. <laughs> a lot of those dudes get hurt, right? And then the, you see there's no depth. Yeah. All these backups that are coming in, nothing's ha- like nothing good is happening. They win, what, five, six games this year? Missed the playoffs. It's just like that works. That strategy worked, but it worked for a year, so huh. – and then I do want to mention just the transfer portal and what's going on there. And then we'll F- jump into picks. FSU is like transfer portal U right now. They're doing a really good job in the yeah. portal. Mike they've already is a king. Yes. They've snagged two guys from South Carolina, which is like boom. I mean, yeah. I mean, FSU is known to just – they've made a culture out of themselves of just taking from the Gamecocks. Like yeah. Jamie Robinson, who's going to the NFL draft, mm-hmm. is from Carolina yeah. as well. But Auburn has been making moves. So, and in the portal rankings, FSU's number four, Auburn is ranked number three currently, which makes sense because we just hired a new head coach. Yeah. So he's done a completely just re-turnaround of the entire roster. UCLA, Brian, oh no, Chip Kelly is number one in these portal rankings, hmm. which is kind of crazy, just bonker things. Another thing of note, just this is a college basketball thing, Kentucky basketball is like becoming a shell of themselves. They just lost to South Carolina at Rupp Arena, which would be unheard of like three or four years ago. I know. Ago. Yeah. The dynasty that was the Kentucky Wildcats is fading. At least the past two years. They can always turn it around. College basketball is one of those quick things where it just takes one really good recruiting class. Oh, yeah. But, again, as of right now, they could maybe not even make March Madness right now. They, they're looking like they won't. North Carolina is slipping a little. Duke is slipping a little. Duke's new head coach. It's his first season replacing Coach K. He does not look like the answer long term. We'll see. Again, this is his like kind of just learning year. Yeah. We'll see if he can figure it out. But Kansas is looking good. Houston's looking good. Alabama's looking really good with Nate Oates. But Texas just fired their coach, and Texas is looking to hire away one of these really legendary coaches. Like they again, they could hire Calipari if Kentucky decides to fire him. Yeah. So Texas has the checkbook to hire a big time coach. Yeah. I mean, Texas so. is known to be a good college basketball organization throughout history. Yeah. I mean, you had guys. I mean, the big name Kevin is Durant Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Durant is a Longhorn, and I mean, 
they, I mean, they had success. So yeah, true. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with Kentucky and eventually what happens with Texas as well. Yeah, you know, hook them. I, I mean, I like I like Texas. FSU a lot. basketball. Baba Miller's back this week. So Sweet. We'll, All right, he'll be playing on Saturday against Virginia, right? Yeah. So that's big news for us. Caleb, we're gonna he plays tonight. He plays tonight. We are on yeah. the road tonight. Yeah. So, so yeah, but uh, playing Wake only, Forest in Winston Salem. Our right. only hope of getting in now, fingers crossed, is winning the ACC tourney. So uh, <laughs> put yeah. all of our marbles in that. We're not going to, but like, there's always a chance. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't think, which I love Coach Ham a lot, but I mean, at this point, I think I'm ready for a change. Oh, so I right. I just had a whisper in my ear. My sources are telling me, aka Nick Goodger, Georgetown did it before. Georgetown did they do it. They won their Big East tournament and made the March Madness tournament. Did they do good that year in March Madness? No, not at all. Oh, okay. They yeah. went. They lost. <laughs> they lost every single Big East game and then came into the tournament and, and won. won. And got into the tournament. That's Nick so, Goodger, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> college basketball expert and super best friend of mine. Oh, oh shucks. So there's always a chance for FSU. The season's not over, but <laughs> uh, but Matt Hilliard, into, also local super best friend, uh, forgot to do his intro. We're gonna move into picks though. So all right, moving into picks. We have no college football this week. College football is done. Sad face, <laughs> but. We have one, oh, two, no, three, not four. Woo. Anti-woo. One, two, three. We have six NFL games that I want to wow. pick. And I'll let Nick and Matt take some picks, too, as long as you guys promise to go super fast with your descriptions. So first game on the dock, I have Chargers going to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. Of course, I'm picking the Jags. You don't have to know why because you just know I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, I will promise a super quick description. I'm going to take the Chargers, and my description is they are playing the Jaguars. <laughs> Uh, I'm also going to go with the Bolts on this one. I just think they have too much talent. The Jags run will come to an end, unfortunately. You got it, Nick. I'll take the Chargers, too. I think Trevor Lawrence just didn't Jeez. play that well last week, so he's he's lost his magic. It's game over. Um, uh, I'm going to go not so fast. I'm going to go Jaguars. Literally, the Chargers lost last week against the Broncos. You know how bad the Broncos are? Well, the Jaguars are better than the Broncos, so go Jags. Yeah, I'm going to yell at you guys after the episode, but next game is Dolphins at Bills. Name and kind of already put it plainly. It's a bye week for the Bills. I think they're actually going to tear up in Buffalo, so I've got the Bills. I also have the Bills. I think that they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder for obvious reasons, and um, with Tua still not healthy and playing, I think that the Bills will indeed tear them up. Yeah, give me the Bills by 20. Whew. All right, uh, I'm going to go Bills as well. It's sad to say, but go Bills. Uh, Yeah, I got no reason. It's just the Bills. They're just a better team. All right, Giants go to Minnesota to face the Vikings. I am going to take the – I'll take the Vikings. I mean, I hope Kirk Cousins can have a good playoff run. I want him to succeed. I love DeKirk Thuggins with all my heart. I agree. I'm going to Vikings. Um, DeKirk Thuggins, I think, is going to come into the playoff with a little swag, with a little chip on his shoulder. Give me the Vikings. Uh, there's got to be one upset this week, right? I'm going to pick the G-Men for this one. Uh-huh. I like Danny Dimes. I, he's back and healthy this week, right? Even if he's on the bench, just him being there is enough to beat the Vikings. <laughs> so uh, the Vikings have played so many close games this year. I think that gets uh, the best of them, and I think New York wins. I'll take the upset here too. I want the Giants. I Give mean, me the New York Football Vikings, Giants. Vikings just, Vikings just got slaughtered by Green Bay. 
the other way. Was, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple, couple weeks ago. But they, yeah, that was a little bit of an embarrassment. That was, I mean, it was terrible. So I think, I think if any upset's going to happen, it's going to be this game. Yeah. Fair. Uh, well, December 24th, these teams actually played, and the Vikings won. So I'm going to go Vikings. It's hard to beat a team twice. That's true, but go Vikings. <laughs> uh, the quickest little rebuttal I've ever heard. Um, next game is Ravens at Bengals. Lamar is looking to play. This one's but I, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. I think that Joe Shisey has a good playoff chip on his shoulder. I don't think Lamar's going to play. But keep and going. I mean, it's there's rumors, but I'm yeah, I'm still going to take the Bengals. I agree. I'm taking the Bengals. Yep, I'm taking the Bengals as well. Bengals? Uh, I'm going to go Bengals. But I do want to report on that for a second. Lamar Jackson, the, a lot of the coaches haven't heard back from him. And a lot of people think it's because they didn't extend his contract before the year. I, I, yeah, and he personally, got hurt. I think he should leave. Yeah. But, no, not leave. He's just frustrated that, like, that he does, he's not going to play with the injured knee. Like, he's not going to do an RG3 type thing where he yeah. gets hurt and re aggravates his knee. But Lamar to the Saints. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> That'd be cool. Or Dolphins. Or Dolphins. Do what Tom Brady did. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the Seahawks go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Oh, this is easy. Easy choice. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners. I don't see the I don't see Gino really making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Give me the Niners. I actually have Niners as a pick. One of my picks for the Super Bowl matchup, so give me the Niners. Yeah, I like the Niners in this one as well, which is sad because I I really love that Geno's in the playoffs. I like that Pete Carroll's back in the back in the tourney, but I'm gonna go Niners. Mm. Yeah, I'll take the Niners too. I mean, Brock Purdy is him. He is him. He's been doing great. I mean, he's been doing great. He's been going crazy. So yeah. uh, I I wish I didn't just like make it a landslide, but I'm gonna take the Niners. <laughs> I have the Niners making the Super Bowl at like Matt, uh, the best defense in the NFL right now. So. Oh yeah. And then one bonus pick. Wait, wait, real quick. I want to talk, uh, do Cowboys Bucks real quick, and then we'll talk the bonus pick. Okay, so Cowboys go to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady is a different beast in the playoffs, and I'm going to go Buccaneers. I do agree with you that Tom playoff Tom is a different Tom. I think that he is going to show that this week, this week only, I think they take this one and they will be out shortly. Yes, I believe that too. Uh, I literally cannot stand either of these teams. Like, I despise both <laughs> yeah. teams with every fiber of my being. Mm. So I hope they tie and they go into like a million overtime so they're exhausted and like can't play the next week. Fair. But I think the Cowboys are going to win. Um, <laughs> what? You? Yeah. I, Tampa just, to me, I mean, I, I've watched Tampa right, this year, right, and right. a lot of their wins have just come from, like, the other team doing poorly and making stupid mistakes, which, which the, the Cowboys, Cowboys can are, do. The Cowboys are prone to do. <laughs> but I think the Cowboys have a good enough offense, put enough points on the board to beat the Bucks. There you go. Give me Tampa. Mike Evans got three touchdown passes, plus I'm from there, so I'm yeah, not going to – Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, them. Nick's a little biased, so well, – uh, so so you're going to go Bucks? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Bucks solely by I don't want to hear Cowboy fans for a week talk about how they're back Yeah, like after a win. That's the most annoying fan base in the nation. So All right. Now kicking it to our bonus pick name, and you want to get Bonus that? pick, the Alabama Crimson Tide, whatever. They're number four in basketball right now. They're a one-point underdog going to number 15 Arkansas Woo Pig tonight. Who you guys got? Uh, Arkansas struggled against Auburn the other night. They did. They lost. So I don't know if I want to take Arkansas, but I also think that Alabama's due to get upset. So I am going to take Arkansas, but just because I just want to see it so bad. Woo Pig. There you go. Yes, good 
I'm going to pick Bama. Um, I think, honestly, going into a program like Auburn and struggling the way that they did is a complete embarrassment for a basketball program. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It was in Arkansas, but so, so I'm gonna go uh, Bama all the way. Was it? It was in Auburn. No, no it, was it was in Auburn. Auburn. It was in Auburn. Oh, that's yeah. super embarrassing for you. It was, yeah. <laughs> I wish um, it was in Arkansas. I'm gonna take the Crimson Tide as well on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bama. If you've watched any of their basketball, they're just on a different level this year. It's insane what they're doing. Uh, I hope Nick Smith plays for Arkansas. If he does, Arkansas has a better chance. I got Arkansas. Arkansas's home environment's crazy. So I'm going to go Arkansas. Alabama's due for an upset. So. Woo pig. I mean, if you guys want, we can do a little bit of Super Bowl predictions. Mm. I know you guys kind of have yours. Um, if I were to do a Super Bowl prediction as of right now without any thought, because <laughs> I, I haven't thought about it. The Jaguars, right? Uh, I wish. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to take the Bengals mm. in the AFC, and then I'll take the Eagles in the NFC. Um, well, I prefaced a little bit earlier. I do have the Niners coming out of the NFC. Um, and then in the AFC, there are obviously four uh, number one seeds in the divisions. Uh, one of them clearly obviously has absolutely no chance of making the Super Bowl whatsoever. <laughs> the Bills. Um, that's obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ah. And I think that I'm going to take the Bengals coming out of the AFC. Hmm. So I'm going to have Niners Bengals. That's I I like the Niners uh, as Matt does as well. Um, I they they just have they have a really complete offense. You can say what you want about Brock Purdy, how he's young and he's Mr. Irrelevant, but that dude is managing and he's doing what he needs to do. And their defense is so incredibly good. Um, I just think that they have a very complete team. So I've got the Niners in the NFC. Um, and then in the AFC, I've got the Bills. I just think it's their time. They've been good for the past couple of years. They have the talent. I think, and obviously, I mean, this DeMar Hamlin thing is like a freak accident, and you hate to see it. But, like, I think it's really going to light a fire under these players. I think that really shook them to their core. And, like, if nothing else, we'll see them playing for DeMar, which is, like, it's no longer they're just playing for a ring. Like, they're playing for someone who they love and care about. Mm-hmm. And I think that – Honestly, can go a long way. Um, so I think the Bills will get will get to the the game this year. I'll go to the same thing. Niners Bills. Hmm. What? Oh, that's simple. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Niners. Yes, I think the Niners are a great team. But I'm gonna go Chiefs. I, I, it's hard for me yeah. seeing the Chiefs lose to not make it two years in a row. I don't like the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. But <laughs> it's hard for me to not see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Not in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all we have for episode eighteen. We just want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. We also want to thank Super Besties Matt Hilliard and Nick Goodger. Um, it has been a fun time doing this podcast. We really enjoy it uh, as the college football season ends. The playoff, uh, the playoffs in the NFL start to ramp up. So next week we'll talk more NFL and whatever updates we have around the world of sports. As always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Woo!